What's up, everyone? We are live. Not really, though. We're almost live. We're recording. We're recording. We're live while we're recording this. Anyways. Anyways, welcome to the weekly rundown. First things first, we went to Artist Fear today. Yes, we did. And it was nuts. Yeah, it was awesome. There was so much art, obviously. Street performers, live music, a man doing street art, which was epic and impressive, and food also. That looked delicious. Oh, yeah. And we bought some art. We did. We did not plan on buying art. Nope. The art called to us. It did. I know. I wouldn't call myself like really into art, but when I saw this piece, I just felt like we had to have it. Yeah. And we'll post a picture or we'll put it on our story or something on Instagram. But it is by LJ Edelon. And it's basically, I'm looking at it right now. It's a typewriter that is bursting through at the top with all kinds of different wildflowers and birds and butterflies and caterpillars and stuff. <laughs> yes. That doesn't do it justice. There's like a little notebook. It's sitting on a wooden table. It's really cool. It's really cool. And I think the colors stood out to us the most at first. And then the typewriter Mm -hmm. and then the little notebook. And it's really us. It is. The color in the room is the same color we painted an accent wall in our last house called Thermal. We're really into that color. We are into that color. So it was meant to be. Speaking of art, this is Greenville Mike, your one-stop shop for all things happening in Greenville, including, but not limited to, new and noteworthy happenings, delicious foods we've tried, events coming up this week, and the stories behind your favorite local businesses around town. My name's Tracy. And I'm Will. And this is the Weekly Rundown. Okay, getting us started. We've got some notable news. The wetlands are set to open up this week. I never thought I would be looking forward to the opening of a wetland. Yeah, but you are, aren't you? I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So a few podcasts ago, we discussed how a new wetlands area was set to open up at Unity Park, and it was set to open up in May, and the day is finally here. So this Wednesday, you will finally be able to walk the boardwalks and enjoy all the nature and beauty that the wetlands has to offer. So if you missed our podcast a couple weeks ago, we talked about how the project includes boardwalks, habitat pools, educational signage, so you can learn about the wetlands, overlooks, and a wetland shelter, so people can visit the area without harming the environment, and they just wanted to provide access to the public while also having minimum disturbance to the natural resource. So, I wonder how big that area is over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see because I've seen it from the outside. I've kind of peeked in there, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure how like how much space there is. Now that it's opening up, I definitely want to walk through there and see. We'll definitely check it out this week. But what's cool is it's really important to preserve and protect the wetlands because the preservation actually helps with flood mitigation and filters harmful pollutants and offers obviously a habitat for animals and other species. Besides animals? Besides, you know, like... Plants? Plants and stuff. (laughs) You're such a a conservationist. I'm trying. But anyways, I'm excited to go check that out. So May 17th, that's Wednesday. It should be open to the public. We do need some flood mitigation with all this rain we've been getting lately. Seriously. Speaking of other cool things that are opening up, Methodical is doing some renovations at their commons location. We were actually talking to Will Schertz, one of the owners, this past week, and he was giving us the details. So basically, they've moved 
their roasters out from the back where they were roasting coffee. And back there is going to be a ton of new seating. And then there's going to be a glass wall where you can watch people prep some baked goods. Yep. Which is pretty cool. And I think there's going to be a new retail space yes. as well for some cool methodical swag. Yeah. And methodical does have some pretty cool swag. They really do. Great branding. Um, and I think that'll be really nice. It'll offer more seating at the commons, which is necessary. Very necessary. Because every time I'm there, it's pretty crazy. Yep. So that's exciting. Okay. Super stoked about that. Go methodical, go wetlands. An unbeatable combo. Boom. Okay. Next up, it is time for fun facts about Greenville. And we have talked about several people so far who have been instrumental in the building up of Greenville. So today, we're going to go back a couple centuries and we're going to talk about one of the earliest influences in Greenville, who is Vardry M-C-B-E-E. How do you say that name, Will? Vardry M-C-B-E-E. Is it like the street? The street is named after him, yes. I know that people say McBee often. I yes. have heard that. Yeah. I generally say McBay because I think it <laughs> sounds cooler. Yeah, so, so both of you are wrong. You and all those other people, it's actually McBee. McBee Street? Which is confusing, right? Like McDonald's? Kinda, yeah, exactly. Exactly, it's like McDonald's. Interesting. But it's McBee Street and it's Vardry McBee. And that's who we're going to talk about today. So, fun fact about Vardry McBee is he is known as the father of Greenville. It's a pretty prestigious thing to be known as. It is a pretty prestigious thing to be known as. So, he's impacted Greenville in so many ways. And it all started in 1850 when he bought 11,000 acres of land that was for sale in Greenville. Wow. Do you know how much 11,000 acres is? A lot of acres. That's equivalent to 13 Central Parks. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you put that in terms of Central Parks for me. Oh, well, you've been to Central Park. I have been okay. to Central Park. That's generally how <laughs> so I think that of helpful acre, for you? acreage. Okay. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> so for everyone. When our realtor was telling me how many acres our, uh, our house was, I said, how many Central Parks is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like one, like one hundredth of a Central Park. <laughs> it was less than that. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So basically after he buys the acreage in 1850, for the next 50 years, he begins building Greenville. He had his hand in so many different businesses, and so I'm going to share some of those with you. So, first, he owned several mills. He owned cotton mills, paper mills, a woolen factory, a sawmill, and he also had two gold mines and a tannery. Whoa, that's kind is, of my dream. Which is crazy. That's a lot of things to run. I know. So, I don't know how he had time for it all, but he was also into agriculture and farming, and he was successful just figuring out ways to use old soil and make it productive again, which was really important because people would just farm on land. And then once they used it up, like use the soil and the soil was not good anymore, they just leave and go to a different piece mm. of land. Mm -hmm. So he figured out how to recycle and use that again. He also impacted commerce and trade a lot. So he owned a general store called Macbee and Irvine. And basically you could get anything you needed. And he even turned it into a chain. So there were several locations of this store. Which is cool. Wow. It's ahead of his time. In addition to his two gold mines and farming and tannery and woolen factory. Yeah. And he did a lot of other things to impact Greenville. So he donated 30 acres to help establish male and female academies. So the first school came to Greenville largely because of him. And so fun fact, that's why we have Academy Street, because that's originally where those schools were. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's yeah. helpful. And so he also offered land for half of what it was worth to Furman. 
in order to get them to come to Greenville. So they had been in three different towns before coming here. So they were like, totally, we'll come. And obviously, now they're here. Thank you, Vardry. <laughs> That's like what they said. I think he called them and they were like, totally, we're down. Wow. Yeah. And so he also impacted transportation. He brought railroads to Greenville, which obviously impacted bringing goods into the city and helping people to travel to other cities more quickly. He also had the first hotel here. It just keeps going on. Man. It's crazy. And this is honestly really cool. He provided land and materials for churches to be built in Greenville. So there were originally four churches and they were all on Church Street. Dang, there's another street. Which is so funny because you're like, why are they like called Church Street and Academy Street? Because there were churches on the street. And an academy. And an academy on the street. So, makes sense. Anyways. Wow. Um, so basically, he just seemed like an awesome entrepreneur and also a visionary because he saw potential in Greenville that I didn't mention this before, but when he w- went to buy those 11,000 acres, a lot of his people around him at the time told him it was a bad investment and a bad idea. But he wow. did it anyways because he saw a lot of potential. And we can thank him for bringing a ton of important industries to Greenville. So basically, if Fardry Macby hadn't been first building and bringing all these industries into Greenville, then there would have been nothing really to make new in the early 2000s. It really is a lot of work from a lot of different people over a lot of time. Like if he hadn't done these things, it wouldn't have brought tons of different industries here. So right. it just had a massive impact. Also, fun fact about him, he lived until he was 89 which was super old in that time period. Dang. Yeah, I think the life expectancy was 40. That's what I read. That's old for our time period. 89? Yeah, it is. That's crazy. That's pretty insane. But yeah, that's all I have for you today in regards to fun facts. So maybe you learned something new. I like these historical facts, like learning about these figures that have been prominent in Greenville's history. It's fun. I like knowing the origins of Greenville. It makes me feel more connected to our city. Yeah, I think it's really cool to walk around your city and know the history behind streets and behind these statues and why these people were important. And it's easy to just ignore all of that and just live in the present time and the present moment. But having an understanding of all the work that these people put in to turn a city into what it is now, it puts a little bit more meaning behind where you live. And it's really cool. For sure. Super cool. Speaking of important things, we've got Eats and Treats coming up next. And we're talking about biscuit head which is an amazing biscuit joint here in greenville if anyone's lived in greenville for any period of time hopefully you've been able to go to biscuit head because it's kind of a staple it is a staple in this city originally from Asheville. yep which there are a lot of really good restaurants that have come from Asheville and expanded to greenville yeah we're not mad about it we're not we appreciate you Asheville. we do thank you for thank sharing you for sending us this delicious food yeah So, Biscuit Head is obviously a biscuit place. Correct. And a breakfast place. Yes. Give me the vibe when you walk through the door. Yeah. So, there's cats everywhere. There's lots of cats. There are cats on the walls. There's cats on the table numbers. There's a cat paw as the latte art in the coffee on the wall mural. I noticed that. So, yeah, there's lots of cats, but I think that's because they have cat head biscuits. Because their biscuits are the size of a cat's head. Which is literally what a cat head biscuit is. It is. Continuing with the vibe, they have a giant mural on the wall, which I already alluded to. Yeah. But most of that mural is a hand, a blue hand, like from Avatar, (laughs) smothering jam on a biscuit. It's incredible. And also, this is like 
the most quirky thing I've ever seen in my life. But they have all of these old rustic doors hanging from the ceiling. Like full doors suspended from the rafters. Yeah. Someone wanted those hanging doors. Someone is a big fan of antique doors. Yeah. And also they have a jam bar. They do have a jam bar. They have all these house-made jams. Yeah. And they are amazing. Which I had not been there since before COVID when they had the jam bar, obviously before COVID. And then when we went back the other day, I was like, I hope like they've brought the jam bar back. And they have. And they have. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. One of, I'll say two of my favorite jams. Maybe this is kind of basic of me, but I do love their strawberry jam. It is so good and tastes so fresh and it's so thick. Oh, yeah. And then their apple pie jam. Yeah. Those are probably my favorites too. Yeah. And they have other ones. We tried their peach rosemary Mm -hmm. jam, which I don't know if I'd had before. And they had a whole bunch more. They had a s'mores spread, more like a spread than a jam. Yeah. I didn't try that. I don't know if I was ready for that this morning. Right. But it did look good. But yeah, they're strawberry. You can't go wrong. We're big strawberry jelly and jam people. Oh, for sure. So that was really good. But so I got the classic biscuit sandwich, which was just a massive biscuit, egg, cheese, and I got a side of bacon. Can't go wrong. Delicious. What I did, though, is I took off the top biscuit and I ate the egg and cheese on the bottom biscuit. Like a piece of toast. Like a piece of toast. And then I put jam on the top of my biscuit. It's a pro move. And it was like almost like I had the egg and the cheese on the bottom biscuit. That was like my breakfast. And then I had the top biscuit for dessert with jam on it, mm. which was so, so tasty. Oh, so good. I had bacon too. I'm not like the biggest bacon fan, so I don't really know why I got bacon, but it was pretty good. Yeah. I wasn't like blown away, but it was good. It was bacon. Yeah. It's bacon. Bacon is bacon. And I had uh, their pimento cheese grits, which were phenomenal. Yeah. So good. And I had some eggs and then I had a biscuit, which I just put jam on the whole thing because yeah. it was just a biscuit. Right. <laughs> and their biscuits are maybe my favorite biscuits in Greenville. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you because we were talking about Hindo's biscuits and their biscuit. Like we were comparing the two. And Hindo's delicious. We love Hindo. Hindo's like very much in contention for the best biscuits yeah, in Greenville but too. But what I loved about Biscuit Heads biscuits were they were crumbly because I think a good biscuit needs to crumble a little bit, but also it held together. It held its form. Like I could eat my biscuit without it falling apart in my hands. Yep. And that might be the one, if there is any con to Hindo's biscuits, is that they are so soft and crumbly that they can kind of fall apart. Yeah. Just because it's so soft. Yeah. But anyways, obviously Biscuit has great biscuits. They should. They're called Biscuit Head. So if they don't have good biscuits, they wouldn't be in business anymore. They're amazing. Also, I was super impressed. This sounds kind of silly, but I was super impressed with your side of fruit that you got. So normally I feel like when you order a side of fruit from a restaurant, it's like like mandarin oranges and like the chick-fil-a cup yeah like soft grapes and like apples like little pieces of apples yeah don't give me apples Uh nobody wants apples in their fruit cup (laughs) right but your fruit cup had like firm grapes oh yeah very firm (laughs) strawberries like whole strawberries strawberries, orange slices that looked really good and also like very ripe banana it was not too ripe but like a a, perfect banana maybe the most perfect banana i've ever seen Yeah, I just appreciated that their fruit was so good. (laughs) It was. And they had fresh orange juice. Yeah, let's talk about the orange juice for a second. Very delicious, fresh squeezed, 
pretty expensive it if you good. want a full cup. It was very expensive. It was $6. Will got the orange juice. I said, I'll sacrifice. You get the orange juice. I'll get another drink that's cheaper. And then I'll sip your orange juice. We had just gone on a run and I was really thirsty and I was really jonesing for some orange juice. <laughs> And I was like, man, it's $6. And I was like, I just got to bite the bullet this time. I just got to do it. <laughs> I told him, no, there were two sizes because they had a small and a large and the small was $3. And I was like, maybe you should just like get the small. I was the small like, wasn't going to cut it. I pointed to a lady who was drinking the small orange juice and he was like, no, I got to have the large. <laughs> but the large is just like a normal cup. You it know? was. That's yeah. what I was expecting. It was. It's a pricey orange juice, but I get it. It takes a lot of oranges to make a whole cup of fresh squeezed orange juice for sure fresh squeezed orange juice is kind of a premium yeah treat. so would you say it was worth it worth six dollars as a treat okay. i'll get every now and then for the record i just bought orange juice today for our house and i spent 350 on a whole bottle of simply orange tropicana mm. so not as good as simply not orange fresh squeeze, but though. you're right you're right but it'll still taste good yeah all that to say if you haven't been to biscuit head you've got to go it's awesome. The vibe is, is awesome. awesome. Uh, park in the parking deck. Yeah. Behind Biscuit Head. So basically, it's like a side street. I think there is some street parking, yeah. but it's not much. But the whole first floor of the parking deck is free parking. I feel like that could be intimidating for someone who hasn't been there before. If they just like pass it on the street, because it looks like it's just right next to like the main street. Right. Um, And so just knowing that there's free parking behind it in the garage is helpful. So, yep. but yeah, definitely check it out. Boom. There you go. Boom. Okay. Next up, we have got a new segment, and we're going to be telling you guys where you can go play some trivia around town this week. So, word on the street is people love a good trivia night. And lucky for the people, Greenville has got lots of trivia happening, mostly at breweries throughout this week. There is a undeniable connection between beer and trivia. I don't know what it is. Most people might not agree with that. But most trivia nights are at breweries. It doesn't matter if people agree with it because it's facts. It is what it is. Facts it is what are it facts. Is. So if you're looking at testing out all the knowledge you carry around, we've rounded up a list of a few places you can do that at this week. And that's basically Tuesday and Wednesday this week because apparently those are the nights for trivia. I don't know why trivia happens at breweries and I don't know why it happens at breweries on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but that's just how it is. Well, what do we have on Tuesday? Tuesday, we've got tapas in trivia happening at the People's Tap, 7 to 9 p.m. It starts promptly at 7, so make sure that you arrive early to set up your team, six-person max. And also, 13 Stripes Brewery out in Taylor's is having trivia on Tuesday. So trivia starts at 7.30 in the Taylor's Mill Tap Room, and it consists of two rounds of 10 questions, and then it finishes with a final Jeopardy-like wager round. And they even have prizes for the top three teams and the second to last place team. So you either need to try to win or get second or third or try to get second to last place. Okay, that's kind of genius because I think if you're in the bottom three or whatever in trivia, you're kind of like, all right, I'm out of it. But then all of a sudden you're like, well, if I don't get last, <laughs> then I'll still get a prize. Right. I love that. That's fun. Okay, on Wednesday, May 17th, we've got Trivia with Brett. Who's Brett? <laughs> well, Trivia with Brett know. is happening at Fire Forge. Maybe we can go and we can meet Brett. We need to figure out who Brett is. Yeah. Also, World Peace is having Trivia on Wednesday from 6.30 to 8. Of course, they'll have pizza 
and beer and wine and also prizes. And then also Wednesday, Pangea, 6.30 to 8.30. It's going to be having some trivia. And finally, on Wednesday, Social Latitude is having trivia from 7 to 9. So if you could find a way to hit up every single one of those trivias this week, that would be a miracle because it's impossible. It's impossible. But if you do, let us know. Prove it to us and we'll give you a gift card. But... (laughs) <laughs> somewhere but it's impossible but try to hit up two of them yeah we won't give you a gift card for that but it'd be pretty trivia packed week you might get some prizes you might win a prize yeah for sure next up we have got some events for your weekend so starting us off friday through sunday we've got the greek festival happening in downtown greenville i cannot wait for this yeah i love greek food we love greek food we both love greek food it's awesome You can come experience Greek culture through food, dance, and different vendors. It's taking place at St. George Orthodox Cathedral, which at one point we went to a pretty awesome wedding there. Greek Orthodox wedding. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The hours of the festival are Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission is $3. And as far as parking goes, there's ample parking around the festival. So... I'd suggest trying to get a spot at Richardson or just on the street somewhere. Also, Friday, May 19th, we've got live music at Noma Square. So again, just another reminder, this is happening every Friday, 530 to 930. Bring a chair, bring some food, listen to music. And then also on Friday, if you're not bringing a chair and some food and listening to live music at Noma Square, you can go to the zoo for Brew in the Zoo. So this takes place from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., and attendees will get to sample an assortment of beer, light fare, which I assume is appetizers, and enjoy the zoo after hours. Whoa, don't know what that means. I know, that sounds pretty fun. Zoo after hours. Early admission and general admission ticket holders will receive a special souvenir shot glass, unlimited beer sampling, free food, and Pepsi products. Not my cup of tea, but might be some other people's. As far we're as Coke the, people. We're Coke people. <laughs> That's okay. We're not apologetic about that. (laughs) Early admission ticket holders will be admitted at 6 p.m., general admission at 7 p.m. Hope you guys are writing all this down. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of info. Open to adults 21 and over. No children or pets permitted. So leave your kids and leave your dogs at home. Leave your kids. We'll have to leave Ruby at home for this one. I don't know if she's, is she ever allowed in the zoo? No, it's just really sad. I wish she could come to the zoo. I know, she would love to see the animals. But I get that. that I don't would know be, if the animals would love to see her, That would though. be a ruckus. It would be a ruckus. It's going to take place rain or shine. And then as far as prices go, early admission, $70. General admission, $55. And then there's designated driver tickets, which I always think is a nice touch. $40 for early for general admission, and you get only food and Pepsi. No beer. Pepsi products. Pepsi products. Yeah. There you go. That sounds fun. Also, so on Saturday, farmer's market season is upon us. We are in full swing of farmer's market season, and I guarantee there is one close to you no matter where you live. Whether you're in Greenville, Traveler's Rest, Fountain Inn, Simpsonville, go to a farmer's market on Saturday. There's so much good stuff, and they all start at 8 or 8.30, and they go until like noon, so... Go check one out. And then, also on Saturday, we've got Tunes in the Park happening in Greer. This is a free outdoor concert series that they have every summer in the amphitheater in Greer City Park. So they do one Saturday a month throughout the summer, so May through September. Admissions free. 
but you, you probably should bring your own camping chair or picnic blanket if you have one of those things. Or a regular blanket if you don't have a picnic blanket. No, that probably picnic work blankets well. only. It has to be picnic certified. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be food, beverage, and dessert vendors on site. Outside food and beverages are prohibited. 6 to 10 p.m., admissions free. <laughs> I feel like it's funny that I said it was prohibited like that. <laughs> Why are you like the bad cop today? First of all, listen, you're telling you wrote people. This down. Listen, I'm reading what you you're said. You're telling people that they can't bring their pets or their kids to brew at the zoo, and now you're telling people they can't bring outside food and beverages into Tunes in the Park happening in Greer. I, okay, listen. I don't make the rules. I just read the rules, and I'm not telling you have to follow the rules. Go be a rule breaker if you want to. The consequences be on your own head. And lastly, on Saturday, we have got a Greenville Triumph game. If you haven't made it out to one this season, you should go. Um, 7 p.m. at the Furman Stadium and tickets start at just $15. So go out to a fun football match. Well, thanks for tuning in to Greenville Mike's this week. Please remember to like, subscribe, share this with your friends, your mom, your uncle, your cousin, your cousin's friends, and your cousin's friends' cousins. If they live in Greenville, because if they don't, it won't apply. It won't apply, but if they want to hear what's going on in Greenville, who's going to stop your cousin's friends' cousins from listening to that? Exactly. Maybe they'll move. Okay. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Greenville Mike. Should we be on Twitter? That's what I want to know. Is anyone on Twitter anymore? I don't know. Let us know if people are on Twitter, and then maybe we'll pop on there. Yeah, I haven't been on Twitter in a while, but I would start a Twitter if the people want us to be on Twitter. Okay. Let us know. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you next week on the next Weekly Rundown. See ya.